Hey guys, welcome to the Rob DeVille Fitness Podcast, where you can get all sorts of information and tips on health, nutrition, and fitness going from couch to muscle bound and as quickly and most effectively as possible. I hope you stay tuned. I really hope you subscribe. If there's anything that you want to comment on, make sure to check me out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Rob DeVille Fitness or find me online at robdevillept.tk. Now stay tuned. Today's episode is all about carbs. Hey guys, welcome to the very first podcast that I'm going to be doing. Now, these are going to be relatively short, generally informative, and they are going to be published as frequently as I can. So one of the things that one of my clients really wanted to know about was low-carb diets and if it's the way to go. He's not quite sure if it's going to help or if it's going to work for him. He's not sure if going low-carb will be the right answer, and he said that he has some concerns. So today I'm going to actually talk about why low-carb diets are a good thing, why I talk to all of my clients about them, and how I'd like to get all of my clients started on a low-carb diet. Now, right away, one of the things that I want to tell you is if you decide to cut out all of your carbs, just go cold turkey from your breads, your starches, your pastas, your potatoes, rice, the whole deal. If you go cold turkey from that, uh, chances are you're going to come by a little irritable, a little grumpy, you're going to be upset, you're going to notice a mood swing, all of that's okay. I'm just saying that very likely it'll happen. It's happened to a few of my clients, it's happened to me, and it's because you're taking all of those foods that your body uses to convert carbs to sugar and sugar to energy and what's not used to fat. When you don't have that energy, when your mind and uh, body are used to having all of that extra sugar and energy supplied in ample amounts, cutting that supply off right cold turkey is essentially like going from an addiction to cold turkey and you're instantly irritable. So do low-carb diets work? Yes. Yes, they do. In fact, there are over 23 high-quality studies that say that low-carb diets work. Now, the key to this is that they're low-carb diets, not zero-carb diets. And a lot of people make this mistake. A zero-carb diet will only get you so far. And I say that it's going to come and get you so far because after you cut out all of your carbs, what can you cut out left to help maximize your weight loss? You can't cut out a whole lot more that's going to maximize your efforts. So when we look at your carbs, we also have to realize that a lot of the carbs are stuck in your comfort foods. Your potatoes, I know I love to eat potatoes. Your breads, uh, especially when you want to eat sandwiches, um, they are hiding in your coffee and the sugar. They're hiding in your sweet drinks and your sodas. Things that are generally acceptable to partake in when you're out with friends, families, get-togethers, and parties. All of these things are totally cool, but they're sabotaging your efforts. So my only bit of advice is that when you're at home and you're going to go low-carb, stick away from the comfort foods that you know are biggies for you. You know that you have three extra helpings of potatoes. You shouldn't be having any potatoes. Scale that back to a helping and a half at first. Take small steps to start reducing your carbohydrate intake. So you are, you are losing fat and you just don't realize it when you're going low carb. Uh, and if you weigh yourself every day, you're going to see that you go up and you go down and uh, you're going to find a median where it doesn't feel like it's working and it feels like you're uh, 
you're really coming to a halt. Now, a lot of weight is usually lost in that first week, uh, but it's mostly water weight, and it's gonna significantly slow down after this first week. Now, losing weight is not the same as losing fat. Now, that's really what we wanna do. We don't wanna drop our overall body weight. We wanna drop our percentage of body fat. So, if you're new to weightlifting and you notice that you're gaining muscle, at the same time that you're losing fat, that scale isn't gonna go anywhere. So you definitely have to use something more than just the scale. Use a measuring tape to measure your waist. Uh, you'll notice in your pants if you're just going by how things feel. Uh, take a body fat percentage measurement every month or so. Now take pictures as well and note how your clothes fit. These are things that you're gonna notice with that low carb diet. Um, now, if you are doing low carb, but you're not getting many results, there's a very big chance that you're not cutting back on enough carbohydrates. So that means that even though you've cut out a majority of them and your body has now adapted, you need to cut out a little more. You got to take a few more inches off the top of that mountain for it to become a hill and to get back on the progress of uh, weight loss and really rolling there. So. It's one of those things where if you're carb sensitive, then you may want to temporarily eliminate fruits and eat less than 50 grams of carbs per day. Now, fruits are a big thing that, especially in the world of bodybuilding and muscle gaining, that people tend to really stick away from because of the natural sugars. Those natural sugars are a reason that get converted into glycogen and into stored fat when we don't use that energy right away. So we stick away from them because we just associate natural sugars uh, to sugar and sugar to fat. And fruits are good, but it doesn't mean that they can be over-consumed. You have to, just like everything else, eat in moderation. Another reason that low carbs have been told not to really work is because you're stressed all the time. Now, stress is one of those things that keeps our bodies in a fight or flight and with elevated hormones like cortisol. So having a chronically elevated cortisol level can increase your hunger and cravings for unhealthy foods. These are those comfort foods I was talking about and not necessarily always the potatoes and the rices and the breads, but your sweet rolls, your oatmeal, uh, your oatmeal cream pie cookies, your nutty buddy bars, the things that make you feel good because you're eating. Now, if you're eating because you're bored or stressed, one of the biggest things is to identify that is what you're doing. So one of the things that I suggest is put a gallon of water in your refrigerator. And this is going to sound really weird, but it's going to show you that you're bored eating. When you walk to the refrigerator and you can't find anything that looks good, you go back to doing what you were doing. Then a few minutes later, you get back up and back to the refrigerator. You say that you're hungry, you feel that you might be hungry, but nothing looks good. Nothing looks interesting. It's because you're most likely not hungry, but bored. You're looking for something to do. So by the third time that you've gone back to whatever you were doing and gotten up to return to the refrigerator and search for food, take a drink of water. Start drinking water every time you go to the refrigerator looking for food and not finding anything that looks good. This is going to help you put a physical activity on the mental status when you get up and go to the refrigerator. Then you'll really understand when you're hungry and when you're not. Uh, it's something that helped me considerably. All of my clients that I advise to do the same thing, it's helped them considerably. A lot of us are bored eaters or emotional eaters. Um, 
And that, that also is usually coupled with individuals who are binge eaters, which means that we don't eat for long periods of time. And then when we finally sit down, we overindulge. We gorge ourselves on a lot of food, healthy, unhealthy. It doesn't matter. The fact is that we're consuming excessive amounts of food. So when you fill yourself up with water, you're still getting the full feeling without the extra calories, without the extra BS, the zero carbs. And we're associating, we know exactly what we're doing. We come to put a realization that we are bored eating or eating with our emotions. So again, why, why are some of the reasons why people aren't losing a whole lot of weight on carbs? Um, usually you're also not eating the right kind of food. So it's more than just lowering carbs, but you have to replace those carbs with real nutritious foods. So all of your low carb products like the Atkins bar uh, or your, um, your Weight Watchers bars and your medical weight loss clinic foods, those are all processed foods that shove nutrients in that our body does not utilize as well as it could be. So if you stick to meats, fish, eggs, vegetables, and healthy fats, if you need to lose the weight. So I, I mentioned meats, fish, and eggs. Now I know a lot of people out there are also vegetarian or vegan. So how do you naturally stick to low carb? Well, a lot of your green vegetables are already low carb. Um, vegans who don't have eggs or milk, you're okay. Uh, vegetarians who eat or drink eggs and milk. I've met a vegetarian or two who does eat eggs, um, but a lot who drink milk. There are a lot of hidden carbs in milk. Uh, if you're looking for things to get away from, look at healthier options, maybe coconut milk, maybe almond milk. Uh, even though the carb content is higher, you still have a healthier option there. I don't have any qualms about that, so I drink whole fat vitamin D milk. I love the way that tastes, and like I said, I'm not vegetarian, and I'm not a vegan. Uh, however, I do know that eating your green vegetables and your white vegetables do have a good amount of carbs in them, so you can't go overboard, but you do have to still eat enough calories to stay healthy and active. Um, so what else is also important is to eat enough fats. So you got to try to cut back on carbs and fat. Uh, you're going to end up eating ravenously. You're going to feel like crap. If you replace the carbs you're not eating with fats, your body will have to eventually make the switch. Now you can say, well, I'm going to eat nothing but protein. That's a horrible idea. See, low carb, high fat, and moderate protein is the way you want to go if you want to go into what's known as ketosis. And that is the optimal hormonal environment to burn body fat and also to help show those muscles. I mean, you're going to the gym to, to look good, to sort of tone up and show off all your hard work. You got to hit that stage. So you need to replace those carbs with real nutritious foods to lose weight. Uh, stick to your meats, fish, eggs, healthy fats, and vegetables. And if you, again, are vegetarian or vegan, replace the meats and the dairies with items that you can eat that are lower in carbs. And if you can find higher natural fats, like your almonds, uh, that's, that's good. Now, I leave off with almonds here because... You're eating, you might be eating too many nuts. Now, nuts are real foods, but they're also high in fat. The almonds I mentioned, they have about 70% of calories are fat. So they're very easy to overeat on. 
you know, not only are they high energy density, it gives us the ability to feel good uh, and eat large amounts without feeling full. Now, I know I can eat a whole lot of nuts and still not feel satisfied. I still feel pretty hungry. I mean, one bag has more calories than an entire meal that I eat, for instance, like dinner. Um, so those nuts, while they're good, scale them down. Because even though I'm talking about carbs, you still have to account for calories. If you're eating too many calories uh, versus how many calories you're spending per day, even per week, you are going to continue to gain weight. It's just no way around it. If you're inputting too many calories, no matter the source or no matter how good the source and not expending enough calories, weight gain is guaranteed. And that weight gain is done um, while you sleep, while you rest. Uh, it even happens while you are at the gym because if you're not utilizing all of that food turned energy, that energy gets stored as fat for energy later. Now, it shows that lack of sleep is also correlated with weight gain and obesity. Lack of sleep makes us feel hungrier. It makes us feel less tired, uh, excuse me, it makes us feel tired and less motivated to exercise and eat healthy. It's actually one of those things where sleep is tied directly into diet. And if you are tired, chances are eating low carb is harder. And it's it's one of those things where if you're tired and you're not sure uh, what to eat, you usually default to things that give you energy and carbs do provide energy. Uh, that's why you, you eat them. That's why they, uh, that's why your body actually craves them. And it's, it's really weird. I've talked to some of my buddies who utilize carbs specifically for energy and that's for an entire different subject. But when we go low carb, you can actually tell when your body is craving carbs specifically because the weirdest combinations of foods sound good. For instance, I wanted at one point I was I was so hungry for carbs specifically, I wanted Swiss rolls in the middle of a s'more wrapped in pancakes and drenched in syrup on a Dorito sandwich. It I wanted all of those foods that are specifically carbs. That, that's all they are, just useless carbs. And when you crave things that all have one common thing in common, such as the carb content, you can understand that feeling and you want it so bad. Now, like I said, this is not a goal to go zero carbs, but to lower your carbs enough where you're still feeling good about yourself. However, you're not cutting out so many where you feel as though you are angry and super hungry all the time. So these studies actually show that diets cause major improvements in many important risk factors. So low carb diets appear to have an outstanding safety profile with no serious side effects. Um, when you're doing your low carb, your triglycerides go way down, HDL goes up, blood pressure and blood sugar levels also tend to decrease significantly. Now a high percentage of the fat lost on a low carb diet comes from the belly area. Now the, uh, this is one of those things where I don't agree with completely, but it comes from your midsection. And one of the reasons I want to bring this up is because you can't really spot, uh, spot treat 
fat loss. You can't do a million crunches and expect your stomach to get thinner. It's going to get a little flatter because you're pulling in your posture better and your muscles are tighter, but you can't spot treat weight loss. So you're actually going to lose all of the weight all over. And you're going to realize that when you look in the mirror and your face looks thinner, the belly area will be the last area to really notice because it's usually the largest. Um, the belly area is the dangerous visceral fat that builds up and around the organs, driving inflammation and disease. So finding a way to get out of these, um, these sites for disease and inflammation is probably a really good idea, uh, and low-carb diets are going to help you do that. Now, these diets are particularly, particularly effective for people with metabolic syndrome and or type 2 diabetes. Now... There is a lot of controversy about why these diets work, and people like to debate the mechanism, the stuff that's actually going on in our organs and cells that make the weight come off. Um, unfortunately, it's not truly fully known, and it's probably multifactorial, as in too many different reasons on why the diets are so effective. Now, <clears throat> some of the most convincing explanations for the effectiveness of low-carb diets is because insulin is a very important hormone in the body. It's actually the main hormone that regulates blood sugar levels and energy storage. And one of the functions of is insulin is to tell the fat cells to produce and store fat and to hold on to the fat that they already carry. It also tells other cells in the body to pick up glucose, which is bl uh, blood sugar, from the bloodstream and burn that instead of fat. So your high carbs, what they're gonna do is they're gonna convert into glucose, blood sugar and it's gonna be traveling through the bloodstream. Now your insulin has already told your body to burn the blood sugar, the glucose, before it burns fat. So insulin stimulates lipogenesis, it's the production of fat, and it inhibits lipo excuse me, lipolysis, the burning of fat. It's actually well established that low-carb diets lead to drastic and almost immediate reductions in insulin levels. So we know that the insulin controls the blood sugar, and we know that uh, your carbs create blood sugar. Uh, so we have to find a way to break through that barrier, and the easiest way to do it is to cut the carbs, forcing your body to switch to your stored energy fat cells. And that, again, is one of the things that insulin is going to force your body to have to do because we're controlling that now through a low-carb diet. Now, I mentioned earlier about water weight. Now, in the first week, for the first two weeks of low-carb dieting, people tend to lose water weight very quickly. The main reason for this reduction is because insulin goes down, the kidneys start shedding excess sodium from the body. This also lowers your blood pressure. And glycogen, the body stores carbs in the form of glycogen, which binds water in the muscles and liver. When carb intake goes down, glycogen levels in the body go down, and the water follows along. Now this does not nearly happen, excuse me, this does not happen to nearly the same extent or on a higher carb diet, even if calories are reduced significantly. Now take that into account. When calories are reduced significantly, this still does not happen when you're having a high-carb diet. So even though some people use this as an argument against low-carb diets, reduced water weight should be considered an advantage. Who wants to carry around excess bloat and water weight all the time? Now, despite claims to the contrary, this is far from the beginning of the main weight loss advantage of low-carb diets. The studies have clearly shown that low-carb diets lead to more fat being lost as well, especially the dangerous belly fat around the abdominal cavity. Part of the weight loss advantage of low-carb diets is explained by reductions in water weight, but there's still a major fat loss advantage as well. So when people go on low-carb, 
they lose significant amounts of excess water from their bodies. This explains the rapid weight loss seen in the first week or two. So low-carb diets should be high in protein as, as well, like I said earlier, at least moderate protein. Now, in most studies where low-carb and low-fat diets are compared, low-carb groups end up eating much more protein. This is because people replace many low-protein foods, such as grains and sugars, with higher-protein foods like meat, fish, and eggs. Numerous studies show that proteins can actually reduce appetite, boost metabolism, and increase muscle mass, which is metabolically active and burns calories around the clock. Now, many nutrition experts believe that high protein content of low-carb diets is the main reason for their effectiveness. So we know that low-carbs tend to be much higher in protein than low-fat diets, and protein can reduce appetite, boost metabolism, and hold, excuse me, and help people hold on to muscle mass despite restricting their calories. But what about the metabolic advantage? It's controversial, but many experts do believe that low-carb diets have a metabolic advantage. So this means that low carbs increase your energy expenditure and that people lose more weight than can be explained by reduced caloric intake alone. There are actually some studies to support this, such as a study conducted in 2012 that found a very low carb diet increased energy expenditure compared to a low fat diet during a period of weight maintenance. This increase was around 250 calories, which is equivalent to an hour of moderate intensity exercise a day. However, another study suggested that it may be the high protein, but not low-carb part of the diet that causes the increase in calories burned. So that being said, there are other mechanisms that may cause additional metabolic advantage. But on a very low-carb ketogenic diet, where carb intake is kept extremely low, a lot of protein is being transformed into glucose in the beginning, a process called gluconogenesis. Yeah, that's scientific, and that's not where I'm going. But it's, a, it's an effective process that can lead to hundreds of calories being wasted. However, this is mostly temporary as ketones should start replacing some of that glucose's brain fuel within a few days. Now, that's also where it comes into brain fuel. Uh, when I said that you get very agitated, when you get very irritable, that's because your brain fuel is trying to make the transition. And it's hard, but it's possible, and it's... It's really a concern when you cut out all of your carbs way too quickly. If you start to slowly wean yourself off of carbs and go slowly, you don't have as big of a crash as I consider it. Um, so low-carb diets automatically exclude some of the world's most fattening junk foods, such as your sugar and your sugary drinks, fruit juices, pizzas, white bread, french fries, pastries, and most unhealthy snacks. Um, if you do happen to have a huge craving, it's okay to have a little bit, but keep your portions under control. Now, there is an obvious reduction in variety when you eliminate most high-carb foods, especially given that wheat, corn, and sugars are in almost all processed foods. It's well known that increased food variety can drive increased calorie intake. So many of these foods are also highly rewarding, and the reward, of value, uh, the reward value of foods can impact how many calories we end up eating. Um... Now, in general, I have noticed and my clients have noticed that low-carb diets significantly lower your appetite, leading to automatic reduction in caloric intake. So you feel full, you feel good, and you're no longer as hungry as you were with high-carb diets, which means you're eating less. Eating less automatically means that you're reducing your calories. Now, you still have to maintain a certain amount of calories in order not to... Uh, burn yourself out. So if you're going to go low carb, still keep in mind about how much you're eating calorie wise. Now, the um, studies have compared low carb and low fat diets that usually restrict your calories in the low fat groups. Well, the low carb groups are allowed to eat until full. 
Despite that, the low-carb groups still usually lose more weight. There are many possible explanations for the appetite reduction effect, some of which we've already talked about. However, the increased protein is a major factor, but there's also evidence that ketosis can be a powerful effect on this as well. Now, uh, the long-term effects on weight loss, they're not very impressive. Even though low-carb diets are very effective in the short-term, the long-term results are not that great. Most studies uh, that last for one to two years show that the difference between low-carb and low-fat groups almost disappears completely. Now, there's many possible explanations for this, but the most plausible one is that people tend to abandon the diet over time and start gaining back weight. It's not specific to low carb, and it's a well-known problem in most long-term weight loss studies. Most diets are incredibly hard to stick to. So when you go on a low carb diet, I am not saying it's a diet. It's actually going to be a lifestyle change. And you hear this all the time from every expert in the world that it's a change in mentality. It's a focal shift. It's how you believe and perceive things uh, and how you're going to stick to them. One of the things that I do to make sure I stick to lower carbs is I don't have certain foods in the house ever. I don't keep my Swiss rolls, my ho-hos, my uh, oatmeal cream pies. I don't have brownies. I don't have cupcakes. I don't buy junk food or sweets. Now, my wife and the kids usually hate it. So every now and then we do get some things of cookies and I'll say I go overboard every now and then. But not having that food in the house really helps the most. And it's one of the things that I tied into my board eating. Remember the gallon of water in your refrigerator? You're craving something to eat, and usually it's junk food. So even when I do have all of that junk food in the house, I've learned that when I look at it, I still need to go to the fridge to have that drink of water. And with every sip of water, I know that I'm not eating one of those cookies. So... Um, what about some of the changes involved when you do reduce carbs? Now, the most common problem is usually constipation. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Now, one of the primary places where you are going to see metabolic changes on any kind of diet is your gastrointestinal tract, and that can include a change in bowel habits as often as experienced as constipation. Now, this comes from Sandaiki, Dr. Sandaiki, uh, who is also credited with conducting the first published randomized clinical trial on low-carb diets. Now, the reason... Uh, that he says this is happening is that most folks, excuse me, most people get whatever fiber they consume from high carb foods, such as bread and pasta. You cut those foods out and your fiber intake drops dramatically while the risk of constipation arises. Um, and he goes on to say that if you really follow a low carb diet correctly, you'll be, you will be replacing those starchy foods with low carb, high fiber vegetables, which should help counter the constipation by providing as much, if not more fiber than you had before. So doctors say that eating up to five servings of low-carb vegetables daily, now these foods such as broccoli, cauliflower, and lettuce can keep your bowels healthy without interfering with weight loss. Now it's really weird to be talking about poop, but the fact is is that if you want to gauge roughly how healthy you are or how hydrated you are, always check the bowl after you go to the bathroom. What color is your urine? Clear means you're usually well hydrated. Dark yellow means that you definitely need to consume some form of water to hydrate yourself. And poop colors have a whole range of things, but we're not going to talk about that at the moment. Um, 
So we know that a low carb diet can help you lose weight, but if you go on the Atkins diet or the South Beach diet or any low carb diet, your friends and family might think you're doing something dangerous. Um, <clears throat> but if you go on Weight Watchers, it doesn't bother anybody. Now that's because low carb diets are unfamiliar. Um, it's, it's one of those things, again, I suggest low carb diets to all of my clients, whether they have type two diabetes or whether they've been fat their entire life, or even if they're just trying to cut up a little bit more than where they're at right now. A low carb diet has, we've gone over how it has improved health in mind. We've talked about how it works. We've talked about why it works. And it's one of those things where everybody is going to tell you that it works. Not everybody will tell you why. If you're always unsure about it, ask your doctor, go see somebody who's a professional nutritionalist and get their input as well. As for today, I'm Rob DeVille, Action Certified Personal Trainer. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you next time. Hey guys, my name is Rob DeVille, Action Certified Personal Trainer. Thanks for checking out the podcast and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Also, find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Rob DeVille Fitness. If you're looking for more tips on health, nutrition, and fitness, check out my website at robdevillept.tk where you can also sign up for your very own free consultation for personal training, group training, or online personal training where every plan is custom built to you.